Welcome to the Fit and Fierce podcast, a show to inspire and empower you and remind you that we're all a little messed up and that's okay. I'm your host, Megan. And in my personal journey, I realized that the fiercest thing I ever did was to ask for help. I no longer wanted my story to rule me. I was going to own it and share it. And throughout each one of these episodes, I want you to remember that being flawed doesn't make you less. It makes you more. Hey lady, welcome back. We are hitting part two of healing your relationship with exercise or working out or movement or insert term here that most relates to you. And if you didn't hear part one, it was last week's episode pause this, go back, listen to part one, and come to part two. Yes, I know that you're thinking, but these are the tangible steps, and that as a follow-up seems really off. And it seems that way because we've been so conditioned to believe that our solution, our answers, are always going to come from doing, from thinking, from not feeling, not listening, not tuning in, not tapping in, which basically was episode one in a nutshell, but that we have to keep grinding and finding. And really, if you're, if you're feeling this way, that's okay. This is why we have these open conversations. But with an open mind, ask yourself, if that method worked, if the method of thinking and forcing doing worked, would you need to listen to this today? Probably not. Actually, I don't even, I'm not even going to like edit out probably if I went and edited things and took the time to take a word out. But I'm just going to delete that from that sentence and say, no, you wouldn't. No, I wouldn't have. No, that is why I sat and spun my wheels in this space and just dug deeper and deeper and deeper into the mud and the muck because I kept thinking that I could outthink my way from these addictions, from these problems, from these struggles. It's not the case. It's absolutely not the case. So that is the caveat of if you didn't hear part one, zip back into it, hit part one, and then come back and join me for part two. Today's episode, we're going to go over, in theory, three (laughs) tangible steps of how to heal that relationship, how to mend the bumps and the bruises in that. And the first step is reflecting. Yes, this is a little bit mirroring a lot of part one, but in a different way. It's reflecting post workout, reflecting post-movement. So taking some time, if you can, right in the moment, or maybe it's later in the day, but sitting back and asking yourself, how did my body feel before, during, and after my exercise? Was Was there an area that was painful? Was your back hurting? Did you feel like you were engaging the muscles that you were wanting to engage? Were you more fatigued pre-workout or post-workout? 
Did you feel unmotivated? Did you feel uninspired? Did you feel like time was zipping by and just going and you were in the groove and doing your thing? Or was it coming from a place of force? And maybe what was your intention for doing that today? Was it because it was on your schedule and we follow a schedule? Was it because we thought this is what you need? I needed to do? Was it because I asked myself before what my body needed and I honored that? What was it? What was the feeling that you were trying to accomplish by doing what you elected to do? And it is really powerful if immediately post, you can take a few moments and don't spend an hour doing it. Just jot down a couple notes. Or maybe if you can't because that's just not where your schedule allows to and you're rushing to the next thing, maybe make a mental note or just take a few moments to jot down some notes quickly in your phone and circle back to it later at the end of the day. But it's important. It's important to ask yourself these questions. So much of what we do when we are in the habit or the routine of working out, it's just going through the motions. I found myself doing this so much of just almost in the middle of a workout I shared not too long ago. I just stopped and paused. like, why am I here? What, what made me come here and what am I doing? And for what purpose am I doing it? Last week, we talked about the importance of just being seen and heard. Being that kid in class who wants to answer the question so bad or share in show and tell so bad that they are basically bouncing out of their seat with excitement and electricity to be seen and heard. Our system is the same way. So maybe nothing shifts or change out of all this, but you reflect you show yourself that you are seeing and hearing and honoring, that is a very calming and grounding practice that you can give to yourself. The next step that you can do after you reflect is redefine. And this is a two-step. This is why I said, in theory, (laughs) there's three tangible steps, but some of them are broken down. So when we talk about redefining, we're going to look at two separate things that we're going to redefine. The first thing that you're going to redefine is what is movement? What does that mean to you? And the reason why I'm asking you to re-examine what that means is because for so long, I lived in a space where working out and movement were very different things. They were completely worlds apart. Movement was just this thing that you did. It was going out in nature. It was maybe going for a walk. It was maybe doing yoga. It was maybe dancing, flowing, whatever, leisurely biking around town. Working out was in the gym, for a minimum of 50 minutes, minimum, on a short day, with a heart rate of a certain amount, with pushing to a certain amount, with feeling completely wiped and exhausted after. That was working out, and movement was leisure, nothing, 
basically one level up from sitting on the couch in my mind. And so I want you to ask yourself, have you boxed in what specifically movement is to you? What exercise or working out is to you? Do you have a time parameter? Do you have a certain way? Like It has to be lifting weights. It has to be running. It has to be X, Y, Z. There was a time when I was so structured in this space and I was so stuck in my routines, the specific routine that I was following, that I was out visiting in Colorado. I was going to do a two-day summit hike, backpacking hike, so carrying all the gear that we needed for two days on our back, summiting a mountain. We had to leave at the crack of dawn, And I got up even earlier than that so I could get in a 45-minute workout because apparently spending two days hiking was not enough of a workout because that was movement. See how distorted that is. My example might not be your example, but if you examine it, I bet you can find some big disparities. Also, too, thinking about I used to box out, like yoga was this leisurely, relaxing movement, even if it was a challenging class, and that wasn't working out. Where are you pulling these two different worlds? Where did you compartmentalize and put parameters around something? And when you look at that, not blaming or judging, but say, where did where did these thoughts come from? Where did this story get created? And is it really truth? If somebody told you, if you heard my story about hiking, would you say, goodness, are you crazy? So if somebody is almost reflecting back on the stories that you're saying and saying like, are you kidding? Ask yourself those same questions. Again, not with judgment, but just with curiosity. Like, why? And oftentimes I will say that a lot of this just comes from this this fitness mentality, this fitness culture that tells us we just continue to need to do more to get a benefit. More is always better, right? So maybe your parameter started with, I run 30 minutes. And then society told you, well, more is better. You need to do more because more means that you're improving More means that you're accomplishing something. So now suddenly my parameter wasn't 30 minutes, it was 35 minutes to be considered a workout. And then eventually that needle got pushed and that needle got pushed. And that it can be very gradual. It doesn't have to be a sudden bolt of lightning. It can be something that just came and you realized, oh my gosh, I didn't even see this happening. So the second part of redefining movement is then going to be redefining what feels good. Because, well, I say this often, Most a lot of people will say this when we're talking about progress or goals or moving forward. We say, well, how do you want to feel? And a lot of times people will say, I work out because I want to feel good. But we don't even know what feeling good is truly is because we've been so brainwashed by diet culture and by fitness culture we think that feeling good means my heart rate was a certain level 
that I was dripping with sweat, that my workout burned this many calories, that I was so fatigued and wiped out after that I was dead on the floor that I could barely pick myself up. That is the only thing that we've defined as feeling good. Instead of, my body was tired so I stretched and it didn't feel less tight. Well, that felt good, but not in a different way. Not in a, not in a way that was going to benefit me at all. That I chose not to do anything because I wanted to rest. And that felt good. We don't even know what that means. So redefining and reexamining what truly does feeling good mean without society's lens gripping down in on you? And then an action step that you can take from that is if you started to put some parameters on, if you have a structure of movement looks like this, exercise looks like this, it has to be this amount of time or this type, I'm going to encourage you to gently scale yourself back. Because I maybe for some people going cold turkey and just eliminating that altogether will work. That was not that was something that made me feel very untethered. And so sometimes it had to be a gradual process. And it doesn't mean that you're committing less to it. It doesn't mean that you're just saying, okay, if 55 minutes is a workout time, next week I'm going to do 50 minutes a session. It doesn't mean that we then get just stuck at that 50 minute. It means that we continue to scale back. And then maybe it's, okay, I usually go seven days a week. I'm going to go six days a week. It's doing something that's small. And I'm going to tell you flat out, you're going to have to sit in your discomfort. Your brain is going to be screaming at you. Your ego is going to be going crazy. And this is the hard part. This is the challenging part. And quite honestly, the part where I say this is where support is needed. This is a huge step that I work with the ladies that I work with when we we re-examine and we redefine is giving you support of saying, I, I, I'm struggling right now. I'm having these thoughts or these feelings and I want to move. Okay, let's talk about it. Let's process. Let's give you a toolbox so that's not the default that you're going back to because we're going to default back to what we know. Even if it's not serving us, it feels safe. It tethers us when we feel untethered and being uncomfortable doesn't feel good. It feels unnerving. And when you've not cultivated the tools to stabilize yourself in a space of feeling ungrounded, we're going to go back to immediately what pulls us back in, what sucks us back in. So the third step, again, this is a two-parter, is explore. And As you have reflected back and you're starting to see, okay, she's telling me, Megan's having this conversation with me and conceptually I know I can cut my workout down five minutes this week each day or I can take a rest day even though I don't usually allow myself that. What's going to happen is that negative chatter is going to creep in and we're going to have doubts. It's going to say, but I'm going to lose my progress or let's be honest, but I'm going to gain weight, but I'm going to get fat, but my body's going to change, but my anxiety is going to creep in and I'm not going to know how to manage it. Right? The, our defaults, 
that, that those words that have kept us perpetually spinning our wheels in that same space. But I'm going to offer something here. Why when our doubts creep in, why when the what ifs creep in, do we have to attach to the negative side? Because it's a choice that you get to have instead of what if this makes me lose my progress? What if this shift strengthens my body and my relationship with self? What if taking rest allows my body to heal and makes me be able to feel stronger and faster and more able during my next session of movement? What if this is the missing key? What if this is the step that my body has been asking for and I'm truly honoring my body's wisdom? What if we default to the positive instead of the negative? And it's not probably going to be a default. It's going to be a conscious choice. But what if you choose that? Even asking myself those questions, oh, you're right, I do get a choice. I'm not powerless in this. I'm not just here stuck playing victim to the space. I'm empowering my fucking self. What if anything that I want is possible? Cool. Very cool. Use that. Explore the shift of the what if from the worst possible case scenario to the best case scenario. And the second part of exploring is exploring different types of movement. Exploring free classes on YouTube. Explore free trials. There's so many apps out there that you can work out maybe at home or maybe in the gym that have a seven day or a 14 day. Explore it. What is the harm in trying something? Do a class pass. I know with COVID things are a little crazy and there's many, many different precautions and restrictions depending on where you're at. So that might not be the best thing, but what if you go out for a walk? What if you go to a different path? What if you hike? What if you, what if you try something completely different that you've been really curious in, but you've never allowed your space, yourself the space to explore that? Get curious. Get curious. If it's even a, like a spark of your mind of like, ooh, that looks fun, try it. And guess what? If all else fails, you can go back to what you've been doing. But you're probably yearning and wanting to explore something different because what you're doing isn't giving you what you're truly seeking. So remember then that this is a process. You did not learn these actions, thoughts, behaviors overnight. We have to be kind. We have to be compassionate with ourselves, And we have to just be open to being curious by holding our judgment and by just seeing, can I reflect on how I feel and what's working and what's not in an honest space? Can I redefine what movement means? Can I redefine what feeling good means? Not by the lens of society, but on my terms. 
And can I open up space to explore? To explore leaning towards what ifs of positivity versus what ifs of negativity? And can I explore different ways of expressing movement through my body, of reconnecting with my body? Movement is a way of shifting energy. It's a way of processing. It's a way of tuning and tapping into self. And maybe simply asking yourself with the movement that you're doing, are you even in touch with your body? Or are you using it as a way to disassociate and to numb out and to hide from what is actually going on and what is actually happening and needing to be addressed? If this is speaking to you, if you're wanting to explore this a little bit deeper, I am holding a breathwork seminar on this. We are deep diving more into truly healing your relationship with exercise, with your body, with this fragmented space that you have lived in and from stripping off the layers of what diet and fitness culture have told you and tuning in and tapping into what is your infinite wisdom, what is your body screaming at you that it needs and wants and how can we truly come to a place where we love honor and respect that that is something that is even sparking a little bit of interest in you send me a message and I'll hit you up with all the details we can come together and share this beautiful beautiful space and walk this journey side by side sending you light sending you love always Thank you so much for listening to the Fit and Fierce podcast. If you enjoyed it, please head over to iTunes, subscribe and download so you never miss an episode and drop me a rating and review. It's the best way to support the show and to keep more episodes coming your way. See you next time.